Hello and welcome to the Global AI Podcast, coming to you from the second Global AI Summit emanating from Riyadh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Our guest today is Dr. Cameron Khan, who is the founder and CEO of Blue Dot. Thank you very much for being with us on this episode. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, Dr. Cameron, you're uh, you're a specialist in the prevention of uh, outbreaks and disease and the control of diseases. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on how leaders have currently deployed AI technologies in detecting and assessing the outbreaks of emerging and re-emerging diseases. Yeah, well, first of all, let me just say, as you talked about emerging and re-emerging diseases, uh, we are certainly seeing an acceleration in the number of, of outbreaks in the last two decades. Mm-hmm. Certainly the scale and the disruption of these outbreaks have become much more significant, culminating obviously in the COVID-19 pandemic. With respect to how we are detecting outbreaks earlier, uh, and that is critical when you're dealing with an outbreak, time is absolutely everything. Uh, And we know that official reports from public health agencies may not necessarily be the most timely. Uh, We may not get that information as quick as we would like. So AI can be used to actually be sourcing through hundreds of thousands of different online open source data uh, that includes language and and unstructured text in a variety of different languages at Blue Dot. We're we're, uh, consuming hundreds of thousands of different articles every day in 65 languages, looking for early clues that there may be an outbreak occurring in a population. These come from unofficial and unverified sources, but they give us that early clue that there may be an outbreak taking place. In fact, this is actually how our system had picked up that there was this unusual respiratory illness circulating in Wuhan back in late December of 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are some of the techniques that we can use to quickly detect these signals. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, how how did you guys detect, uh, you know, the the coronavirus in in Wuhan before, you know, it was officially um, basically communicated to the world? Yeah, so based on local communications and things that were available online, that people were informally talking about an unusual pneumonia that was circulating in Wuhan. Okay. And this had not been officially verified or reported by, you know, the public health agencies or by the World Health Organization at the time. So we were able to detect that signal early on and know that something was taking place. We didn't know what it was uh, due to, if it was uh, from a coronavirus at that moment in time, but we had an early clue that this was an outbreak that demanded our attention, especially when we consider that in 2003, you may remember the first SARS outbreak happened in Guangdong province, uh, just a short distance from from Hubei province. So these are some early signals that we use to alert all of our partners and all of our uh, clients and and organizations we work with back on the morning of December 31st, 2019. Okay. And uh, one of the themes for the Global AI Summit is AI Now, how artificial intelligence is is currently helping the betterment of humanity. Um, uh, what are the best practices being used today to um, counter the spread of diseases around the world? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I talked a little bit about detection, mm-hmm. but ultimately, in order to have an actionable insight turned into an action, okay. you have to go through first identifying that there's a potential threat, mm-hmm. you then have to understand that threat and understand what's the likely trajectory, where is it likely to spread, 
if it lands in another location, does it have the right conditions to further propagate and lead to another outbreak? Okay. And then ultimately, those insights have to be translated into something that's consumable and understandable by decision makers. Because if we use all of this incredible technology to gain a few days and we squander it on the other end where that those insights are not translated into actions. We haven't done ourselves any any favors. So the best practices, certainly in, in from my perspective, are about early detection of threats, which I talked about, okay. anticipating their local and global dispersion. So we're using data on the entire world's commercial air travel mm-hmm. to be able to forecast and predict how these types of outbreaks will spread. And then we're embedding those insights into the decision-making processes of people in government and the private sector. Uh, we think that's really important, again, going back to the idea that we need to be integrating into their workflows so that they can efficiently take these insights and to, to turn them into decisions. One related piece I thought I would mention is we're talking about something that is very complex. Not everyone has a degree in virology or immunology or epidemiology. And so often there's some important translation to lay audiences about what does this microbe or this virus actually do? How does it behave? Um, and so there's some important translation that actually has to happen in this particular context because knowing there's an outbreak of Lassa fever, for example, it's mm-hmm. not intuitive to most people. What does that mean and what do I do about it? So I think some important best practices are really around moving from identification of a problem to an understanding of it to ultimately enabling the appropriate action without over or underreacting. Okay. And uh, the biggest reservation I guess your average person has is, is as you pointed out, you know, we're, we're not at a point where artificial intelligence is replacing humans, but um, with the future, you know, uh, you know, it, with, with the future having more use of AI in, in certain industries and in certain uh, work, how do we ensure that you know your your that humans aren't replaced yeah. to do tasks how is artificial intelligence and basically your average human worker going to be uh, yeah. in harmony together you know I, the way i think about this is that everyone should be playing to their own strengths which means machines can play to their strengths mm-hmm. but humans should play to theirs i'll give you an example of covid and how our team detected that signal early. It didn't happen just with a machine alone. It happened with human intuition and insights on top of a machine intelligence. So in that instance, our platform was consuming all those vast amounts of unstructured multilingual text slate data online, picked up that there were local articles and, and information online about an unusual pneumonia, presented it to our team but we had no historic data to go on. Now, keeping in mind, machine learning and AI is based on training using historical data. Well, when you're dealing with a virus that humanity has never seen before, there is no historical data. And so this is where we were able to rely on some of our historic knowledge of the SARS-CoV outbreak in 2003 and recognize that this actually had many of the raw ingredients to become a pandemic but a machine alone would not have been able to tell us that because we haven't had 10,000 outbreaks of SARS-CoV to be able to actually develop some of these capabilities. So I do think as we go forward, we will better understand that machines have certain strengths, 
and humans have certain strengths. And the combined intelligence, we often think of it as augmented intelligence, mm -hmm. is really going to help us make better decisions. So I do think less complex tasks will probably be replaced, things that you don't necessarily need uh, a human brain to be able to focus on and work on. And it'll allow us to focus on more complex issues like what do we want to do with these insights versus where's the data, can we run the analysis and so forth. Um, I think AI presents a lot of opportunities to get us to be focusing on higher order, more complex tasks versus okay. ones that are uh, much more simplified and repetitive um, that a machine can do a better job at. All right. And, uh, you know, so, uh, artificial intelligence plays a key role in the uh, in combating and preventing the spread of outbreaks and diseases. Um, uh, from, from your opinion and your background, how has artificial intelligence enabled uh, Saudi's response plan for the uh, for combating uh, COVID and uh, basically also facilitating Hajj, uh, for mm -hmm. example? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned the Hajj pilgrimage because I I think it's one of these perfect examples of a really a unique event that happens in the kingdom, which is every single year the world converges in Saudi Arabia and Mecca for the Hajj and of course during Umrah at other times of the year. Um, but it's a really interesting opportunity to be using these types of data and analytics to understand what types of infectious disease threats may be around the world how might they potentially be introduced into a mass gathering where there's close proximity of potentially millions of people. Uh, but how do we use that to be able to protect the individual and also for the individuals to be able to protect the collective? Um, not only for the safety of uh, those in the kingdom, but also the countries yeah. from which the pilgrims are coming from. So I think it's a tremendous opportunity when we think about global health diplomacy for the kingdom to play a really important leadership role in, you know, sharing its experience with the world about how AI and advanced analytics can help facilitate safe, secure mass gatherings of which we know there are going to be more, whether they are religious events or whether they are the World Cup and, yeah. you know, sporting events. Uh, this is where the world is headed as we become more populated, more urbanized. So I think the kingdom can play a really, really important role that transcends just science and technology, but really goes much broader to global health diplomacy. So I think it's a it's a phenomenal opportunity. Okay, and uh, the global summit, the global AI summit, is you know is bringing together innovators, decision makers, entrepreneurs, everybody under one uh, roof, which is basically the biggest gathering for artificial intelligence. What are your thoughts about Sadia and Saudi Arabia's efforts in holding this this incubator think tank of this magnitude? Well, I think it's fantastic, and it's certainly something that for many of us for the last couple of years, we haven't been traveling very much for uh, obvious reasons uh, related to the pandemic. But, um, you know, there's such there's so many important dimensions that need to be discussed. What's the leading edge of research and development? If we think of, you know, GPT-3 and language models, uh, where are those potentially going to take us? How do we consider the ethical considerations? We can ask ourselves, can we do something? Should we do something? These are important discussions to have as well. And then we have policymakers and regulators thinking about how do we actually make use of this in a way that actually benefits society but does not create unintended harms. And then, of course, large corporations and businesses that really can talk about how they can scale the impact of these types of innovations. Uh, 
to bring this type of, of uh, positive uh, effects to society. So I think this confluence of people with different skill sets has really created a very rich dialogue uh, from my time here at the summit so far uh, and really uh, you know, address some of these really important issues that we need to work through. All right. And how is AI enabling innovation and containing outbreaks? Well, it's a big question, and there are many different dimensions. Uh, when I think about AI, you know, on one hand, I talked about early detection of outbreaks. But outbreaks are a bit like fires in the sense that embers might start flying off to other locations, and those embers might land in the water and fizzle out, mm -hmm. or they might land on dry brush and lead to another outbreak. So there are a variety of other types of uh, machine learning and other types of analytical models that can understand and predict diffusion and the spread of diseases and where and when will those embers find or those cases find locations around the world that could be the catalyst for the next set of outbreaks. So that was something I talked about in my uh, innovation session earlier this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are multiple different dimensions around early detection, understanding the potential for dispersion, understanding the risks of secondary disruption. And then finally, we're really looking at natural language generation as a really promising opportunity to help us compress the timelines between detecting something to reporting on it, to it being utilized and, and, and uh, turned into an action. This is a really promising place where uh, we can be having a machine produce a lot of these outputs uh, and again, compress the timelines because when you're dealing with an outbreak, time is absolutely everything. Okay. What key takeaway do you hope to attain from attending the Global AI Summit? You know, I think honestly, it's really the unexpected conversation about a different perspective that maybe you hadn't considered before. It's about sharing ideas that uh, maybe, you know, uh, were ones that were not in your uh, your particular mindset. And I think that's the beauty of being able to, to meet with people who have a diversity of perspectives um, because it allows you to see a complex problem from a different frame of reference and from a different angle. So I really enjoy the conversations which have been about the frontiers of research and development and where AI is going, uh, how these are turned into actual policy decisions, how they can be scaled up, what are the ethical considerations, especially when you're talking about health. We have to be thinking about the do no harm principle. Is there bias being introduced? Is there equity in terms of how this type of technology is being made available, not only to those who have resources, but those who may have less resources, but need these types of solutions as well. Um, so I think for me, it's really about having that diverse set of conversations and perspectives uh, that I didn't necessarily bring here, but I will take away with me. Okay. Um, we'd like to thank you for taking the time to be with us, and uh, we hope uh, that you enjoy the rest of your days here at the Global AI Summit. Uh, and um, thank you for being on the show again. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a fantastic summit, so okay. appreciate it. And uh, that's all the time that we have for this episode. Tune in to our next episode for the Global AI Podcast. Our guest today was Dr. Cameron Khan, the founder and CEO of Blue Dot. Goodbye.